0: Well, what's up, 412 family? It's M.A. I hope y'all had a great winter break, uh, but we're back at it again, and we are going to start a brand new series called What is Prayer? So in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18, the Apostle Paul is writing to the church at Thessalonica, and he says this, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So as we talk about prayer, it's interesting that the Apostle Paul says this this statement in verse 17. He says, pray without ceasing. Now that's an interesting comment. Like, how do we go about doing that? Well, I think we have to have a better understanding of what prayer is. Yes, there are times where we sit and we we take a moment to bow our heads and, and take time to do nothing but express a prayer to the creator of the universe. But Paul is giving us a glimpse into what prayer really is, and it really is is a mindset. It is a total, encompassing mental state of focusing on God and God's will for our life. But the question we have there is, what is prayer and what is its purpose? Prayer essentially is is how we connect, communicate, and how we have relationship with God the Father the creator of the universe it's how we communicate with him now he gives us, gives us his word his his holy word that we can read and so we understand who he is and what his expectations are of us but through prayer we are coming back to the throne room of god and humbling ourselves and saying lord you know i I have this desire, or I have this need, or I have this want, or most importantly, Lord, what is your will in this situation? So we're going to break down what is prayer and and how does prayer work. And really, there are four main ways that prayer, like the four aspects of what prayer does for us in our lives. The first aspect is prayer brings us into the presence of God. And I just mentioned that, but prayer is a time in which we approach the throne room of God and, and let our requests and our supplications and our thankfulness and our praise to Him be known. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, it says this. It says, let us with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. So literally in our moment of prayer, it is a time in which we are being brought into the presence of God. We are, we are focusing our mind and our spirit and our heart and our soul solely on coming in to the presence of God and sitting at his feet and, and spending time communicating, connecting and having relationship with him. The second thing that prayer does for us in our lives is prayer directs our focus on God. So in prayer, our priorities should always be focused on God. Now, this this is a a hard thing because I think a lot of times we come, the only time we pray and come to God is when we need something. But in reality, prayer needs to be solely focused on God. We should always be thanking Him for His mercy and His grace and praising His name. That should be first and foremost. Now, in the next couple of weeks, we are going to actually break down the Lord's Prayer, where Jesus tells us this is how we should pray. And if you if you realize at the very beginning, He says, "You know, God, our Father, how would be your name?" And so He is He's telling God, like, "You are first and foremost. I I am directing my focus on you and you alone, and I'm giving you praise and thanks for who you are and what you've done in my life." But as you walk through. The book of Psalms, you see over and over and over how it begins with the the psalmist focusing on God. Psalms 3 verse 3 says this, But you, O Lord, are a shield about me and my glory and the lifter of my head. Psalm 75 1 says, We give thanks to you, O God. We give thanks for your name is near and we recount your wondrous deeds. So anytime we come to the throne room of God in prayer, our focus is, needs to be on God and who he is and the blessings and mercies and grace that he has bestowed on us, not because we deserve it, but because he loved us so much that even while we were still sinners, he died for us and he gave us a way to have eternal life again, even though we didn't deserve it. So we need to be focused on God in our prayers. The third thing prayer does for us in our lives is prayer helps us recognize our place and our purpose. Now, I think this is very important because again, I think in our modern world today, a modern society, we think prayer is just coming to God and asking requests or giving him tasks to complete. But what we have to understand is as human beings, we are created beings that were created solely to bring glory and honor to God. See, that is our purpose. That is why we were created, was to bring glory and honor to God. So in prayer, what we are doing is we are humbling ourselves to the authority of God and understanding that God is sovereignly in charge and His ways are perfect. Now we see this played out in Isaiah 43, verse 7, where the, the prophet Isaiah says that the Lord said to him, everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, who I formed and made. So at the end of the day, yes, we can't approach God with our wants and our needs, but our focus needs to be on... And we, we need to recognize our place and our purpose. And our place and our purpose is that we were created beings. And our, and our purpose is to give him glory at all times. We also see that we need to humble ourselves and we need to recognize our place and our purpose. And we see that with, with the apostle Paul in Acts chapter 20 verse 36. It says, when Paul had finished speaking, he knelt down with all of them and he prayed. Now, if you notice, anytime we pray, what is the common thing we do? Close your eyes and bow your head. Well, bowing your head is a sign of reverence. It is a sign of, Lord, I am bowing to you. And so we see that the Apostle Paul even took it further and he knelt down. Most Sunday mornings here at Liberty, we do a a time of prayer at the altar before we do anything. And I think that's very important. I think Pastor David is absolutely leading us well in this because again god God did not say that his house should be a house of preaching or a house of worship but it should be a house of prayer and so what do we do we come to the altar and we all kneel down we bow ourselves we we are recognizing our place and our purpose and we are humbling ourselves to god see oftentimes when we pray we pray What, what we do especially in our modern world today is we pray in times of desperation We implore God to do something on our behalf. But more often than not, we have a pretty clear idea of what we want Him to do for us. But in such cases, prayer becomes an assignment we give God. Like we're telling Him, hey, this is your job, we need you to take care of it, and we just wait for Him to complete it. But prayer is not intended for us to give God assignments or to give Him a checklist that He must do in our lives. Moreover, it is for us to approach the throne room of God and align our hearts and our will to the will of God. See, Jesus modeled this perfectly, and that brings us into our fourth point, which is this. Prayer aligns our heart with God's heart. See, Jesus, again, modeled this perfectly in the garden and you see this account in Luke 22, verse 42, right before he's going to be arrested to go to the cross, Jesus comes and lay and, and kneels down and prays before God, and he says, Father, if you are willing to remove this cup from me, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. So what we have to understand is, is Jesus is coming to the Father, praying. He is, he is lowering himself. He's humbling himself to God, and he's saying to God, Lord, I, I, if there's any other way than me having to go to the cross to rescue humanity, let's do that. But at the end of the day, he says, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. So Jesus is modeling this of our prayers align our hearts with God. It is God's ways are perfect, our ways are not. And so the whole point of prayer is for us to come to God and say, Lord, whatever your will be done, I'm good with. Again, if you go back to the Lord's Prayer where Jesus is teaching us to pray, it ends with not our will, but your will be done. We also see this in Matthew chapter 6 verses 9 through 10. And that's again the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So what Jesus is teaching us here is when we pray, we give honor and praise back to God as the creator and the father of the universe. But then we also tell him, your kingdom come and your will be done. Not my will, not M.A. Dozier's will, not your will as, as as students or as parents or as humans. It's not our humanistic will that we want done. We want God's will done. So through prayer, we are aligning our heart with God. Now, we need. I think I need to address this because we have this saying that we say all the time, and I firmly believe it. But it's we say this prayer changes things. Prayer is powerful. Prayer changes things. We, you know, we can, you know, we can change things through our prayers. Now, here's the truth of the matter. While I do believe prayer changes things, I know this to be a fact. Prayer never changes God, nor does prayer change God's mind. See in Hebrews chapter 13, 8. It says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so our prayers don't change God. They don't change his mind because if we want him to change his mind, what we are saying, the reality of what we're saying is if we want God to change his mind is either this. We're either saying that God's initial plan was not perfect and therefore we want a more perfect plan, which is impossible because all his ways are perfect. Or we're saying this. We want, even though your ways are perfect, God, we want a less perfect plan. That's what we're saying if we want God to change his mind. So again, at the end of the day, prayer changes things, but moreover, it changes us. It aligns our heart with the perfect ways and plans of God. See, Micah 3.6 says this, For I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore, O children of Jacob, are not consumed. This is, again, the prophet Micah being a direct revelation from the Lord, and the Lord is saying, I do not change. So his ways are perfect. So, in reality, we don't want him to change his mind. We want our will, our mind, to be changed and aligned into the perfect plan and will of our Father. Psalms 1830 says this, This God, his ways are perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. He is a shield for all those who take refuge in Him. So I need to say this again, moreover, prayer changes things, absolutely. But prayer changes our heart. It changes our wants and our desires and aligns them with the more perfect plan of the holy sovereign God of the universe. And at the end of the day, when we pray, whatever we ask for, whatever we desire, we need to first and foremost honor Him and and praise his name for all that he has done for us we need to acknowledge who we are as created beings and acknowledge that we were created to bring him glory we need to humble ourselves and know our place and our purpose and at the end of the day we need to acknowledge God's will as perfect and our prayer needs to align our hearts with him and we need to end our prayer with Lord Not my will, but your will be done. And we need to honestly and sincerely mean that. So as we go forward this week and as we talk about prayer, I know this may be a little bit radical for some of you guys when it comes to prayer, not hearing about prayer and what prayer actually is. Uh, But I hope that this brings up great discussions around the dinner table with your students, parents. Um, And I pray that this is a way in which we can pray and pray biblically and understand what prayer really is. Not just giving God an assignments, not just giving God things, a checklist in which He needs to complete in order to make our life better, but prayer literally is us coming to the throne room of God, giving praise and honor Him, letting Him know who we are as created beings, we are to give Him glory, and we want to align our will and our plans with His perfect plans and will for the world. Y'all have a great week. I can't wait to dive into this anymore. Uh, y'all stay humble stay focused and keep pressing forward we'll see you next week